All right. Welcome to the 2023 Pages, uh, the 20 Pages Book Club uh, Award Show. Uh, we will be recapping our greatest hits and highlights of the past year. Um, can't, it's hard to believe it's already been one whole year since we started the book club. And we just wanted to spend this night uh, to recap some, some of our greatest hits. Uh, so let's go. We made it a year. So let's pass it off to Kevin. He uh, created us a little Spotify slash 20 pages wrapped for the year to give us some of our highlights. Kevin, take us away. Now presenting 20 pages, a year in pages. Uh, I don't know how good this is actually going to be. I used a lot of Goodreads stats that it gave me. <laughs> but uh, our first stat of the year, 13 books read. I don't know how many of you guys were following along, paying attention to that. No. <laughs> but it's a an astounding number of books read by the four gentlemen in suits currently. If we go it to just looks stupid. If we go to the next slide, it's super <laughs> zoomed out. We've read 4,690 pages. That's more than a lot of our friends. Oh, it's more than slide. a more than average 22-year-old male. I guess the 23-year-old male. We're 24. Top three pages from the 20 Pages Book Club of 2023 were number one, Killers of the Flower Moon, number two, Red Notice, and three, The Escape Artist, which I did not read. <laughs> The next slide, our highest rated book per Goodreads was actually Rocket Men, which is really surprising considering a lot of us shit on it. Um, we're gonna travel back in time here, and then there were nine was published in 1939. <laughs> that was the oldest book we've read by oh, far. Hey, what was the title? <laughs> and then there were none, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> and then this is this is a uh. This is a stat that we like to look at as members of 20 pages to make us feel good about ourselves. The average American reads 12 books a year. How many did we read, boys? 13. Hey, I kind of uh, leads to our motto. We're slightly above average. In a lot of ways. I don't know. In every way. Yeah. I don't know about me, but I like that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for some of our stats. Uh, Here's to another fantastic. That was great. Sponsored by AWS, uh, next gen stats <laughs> for 20 pages. <laughs> that was crazy. That was great. Uh, so why don't we now uh, go to our scores? We're gonna. Uh, we had every single one of the members uh, readjust their scores because throughout the year we realized that our scales it might have been uh, off a little bit. So each of the members had the opportunity the past two weeks to go in and adjust any of the scores that we read in 2023 and let's share the final top 10. Tyler, you have the do you have that up oh yeah i got why well, it's not up for the viewers but we can read it off okay i guess we're gonna we're gonna read it off uh Tyler, you wanna do you wanna listen for us all right coming in the first slot as mentioned before killers of the flower moon finishing up with an 8.96 dropping from uh dropping below nine was above nine, dropped below. Um, I think Kevin was responsible for that. Oh, so, good job. <laughs> Tough, but uh, about me, still, still a wonderful book. An eight point nine six, clearly a top book of the year, uh, by a pretty wide, wide margin. So, 
congrats to David Grant, our author of the year, not a category, but uh, coming in second, Red Notice with an 8.7. Uh, obviously a loved book. It actually, I think it went up a little bit. I upped the score on it. I think someone else may have upped the score. I think Kevin also upped the score on, on, so, on it. If a score change, I changed every score. So if a score changed, it was probably my doing. All right. So that's second. Escape Artist still in third uh, with a 7.98. So a pretty large drop off from the top two. Um, pretty significant. I didn't, but I didn't read that book, so that's why that one didn't change. Yeah, Kevin did not read it. Um, so <laughs> he did not. Change. It has a chance to clean up some awards tonight. We'll see. Yeah, coming in fourth, endurance with a seven point six two five. Uh, one of the books with the highest variance. Uh, in scores, so um, definitely up there. Uh, with the old breed, uh, coming in fifth with a seven point four three. Uh, obviously nominated by Christian. Uh, coming in six, Rocket Men, uh, with a seven point three five, um, nominated by Gary. again. Thank you to my stats for bringing up the fact that that was the highest rated book on Goodreads yep. that we read, but not the highest that we rated. All right. Also, also important to note with our scores, we've only also read good books, so take our scores a little grain of salt, just because we truly haven't read a, a bad book yet. So yeah, stay tuned. The though. Time. When the time comes for that, we're going to be in a shock. Kevin score. Yeah, Kevin may put us in uh, with his with his wheel, but we'll see. Uh, seventh place, Cinderella Man with a seven point oh. Uh, I think I think me and Christian were talking about how this is the most average book that we read, and it kind of reflects that. It just sits in the middle. So score show that. Uh, yeah, score show that. Uh, eighth coming in eighth, Prisoners of the Castle six point nine three. Uh, so we've dipped below seven at this point. Uh, coming in ninth. The Great Game, uh, obviously the Peter Hopkirk special uh, with a 6.575, uh, another book with a high variance. Uh, two members loved, not loved, but thought it was decent, and two members thought it was terrible. Uh, and in Ooh. in 10th place, uh, The Lost City of the Monkey Guide with a 6.45. So that is that is the book club. I apologize to uh, Anthony Lawrence, right? That's his name, Last Rhinos. Lawrence Anthony. Um, yeah, Lawrence Anthony. <laughs> I think I skewed his score quite a bit. I think I'm the culprit there. So, Hey, man, if you don't like the uh, book, you don't like last... the book. Hey, you don't need Last to... Rhinos could have been in the mix. You don't like the book, you don't like the book. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Uh, like we said... It's not a truly none of the books that we read this year are truly horrible. It's just in our scope of what we've read thus far, it happens to be the, the worst couple of books that didn't make the top ten. Nothing, not saying that you might not love it or give it way higher than we did. There's a there's a pretty close race at the bottom. Let's say that there's a there's like three or four books that are in the uh, in the uh, the bottom group there. So, and we're also idiots. So yeah. if you <laughs> like a book more than us, I would. You might not want to be on the same level score as us for our books. So. Awesome. You might be saying something. All right. Uh, that is our so yeah, that's our top 10. Uh, the top 10 will be running throughout this year as well. And for however long as we're doing this, um, it will continue to update. But we're excited to see what the top 10 looks like in 2024. So uh, with that, let's get into our awards. Um, I think we have 16 on the docket. So Tyler, uh, do, what's the first award up? and Who's presenting? First award is Best Picture section, which I will be presenting. 
This is uh we we didn't do a really we didn't really do a dry run here, so and somehow I ended up going first. So I don't really know how this is gonna go, but well you drafted it. So uh tonight, build, build, build some tension reading the award. <laughs> the best picture section. Build some tension and I'll drum roll. Um obviously throughout this year I was in charge of Kevin's picture book, so that's why I felt it was only right that I presented this award. As you may know, my reading comprehension level is low, so any sort of picture helps me understand text much better than I can do just reading with my eyes. So after, with that being said, I'd like to present with, to you the best picture section. The nominations are, don't actually know what the nominations are, one second. <laughs> Rocket Men, Lost City of the Monkey God, 1453, and Endurance. I will now present you with the winner. And the winner of the best picture section is 1453 Rocketman and Lost City of the Monkey. Three-way tie. Three-way tie on our crystal board. Crystal board of the night. Wow, three-way tie. Brandon may have, may have sort of told me that this this was this happened. Uh, the numbers check out. I checked them. The numbers check out. So four nominations, three winners. We love. So what was the what was the only loser out of the out of the nominations? I guess that's the real. Yeah. Oh, endurance, endurance. which endurance. I thought was. And I thought endurance was. It, that, ah. That's too long ago in my memory bank to like really understand what the pictures were like in endurance. True, they're all black and white too. Yeah, I, for some reason the, the endurance picture... endurance was voted the last place by three of us. So, I think okay. I actually voted it last place, but no, you voted you voted it first place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I put a lot of time and effort. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, closing. we have our first winner of the night. Congrats to the three winners. Are you going to play our walk-off song? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I got distracted by Kevin. All right, congrats to our three winners, Rocketmen, 1453, Lost City. Uh, all got their first nomination. All got their first win of the night. We'll have to make a graphic at the end to see who cleaned up after uh, after the night, uh, who's bringing home yeah. the most awards. All right, Kevin. All right, and with that, the next award is also presented by me. And this award is the best supporting character which obviously as i just stated before low comprehension from reading sometimes it's hard for me to keep track of the characters so honestly when i read through the list of best supporting characters i didn't really remember many of these besides well i didn't read two of the nominees books and then the other two i didn't really remember so <laughs> i remembered akak but anyways we'll go through the the nominees here for best supporting character uh we had fred wetzler from the escape artist don't know who that is. At the escape park. Joe, Joe Gold from Cinderella Man, Robbie Gold's brother. Uh, Captain Akak Haldane with the old breed. And Chris Kraft, Robert Kraft's brother from Rocket Men. <laughs> and with that, I will now present the winner. And your winner is Fred Wetzler, the escape artist. Who's that? Wow, Fred Wetzler. I think that's well deserved. I think Fred. I think in terms of life and death, it was the best escape partner. You know, I think he's very involved in the book. I think he was, you know, it's a well placed award. I think awesome. you could almost put him on the same playing field as Rudolph Verba. Yeah. Uh, I think Verba just maybe got more popular uh, and his story was more uh, 
uh more spread than yep. Fred's. So I agree. I like that. All right, that is the I Chris- I, for, I, for, I forgot who Chris Kraft was to be honest with you all. He was the the guy on the radio or the was it the leader of NASA or the guy on the on the comms for Apollo 8. Guy in the comms. Guy in the comms. Okay. Comms guy. Okay. Huge commie. Correct. All right. Uh, we go to our third award, which is the unsung MVP, which will be brought to you by me. Um, so this next award is a testament to the characters that often go unnoticed, but leave an undeniable mark in the, in the minds of the readers. I present to you the nominees for the unsung MVP award, a recognition of the outstanding contributions to the art of storytelling. Rudolph Densler, the prisoners of, prisoners of the can- uh, prisoners of the castle. Uh, just as a quick recap, Densler was an officer for the Swiss Red, Red Cross and, and was integral to the closing parts of World War II. His heroic efforts saved uh, and halted the SS from executing many of the Allied officers. Uh, the next nominee, James Bighart and John Palmer, Killers of the Flower Moon. Bighart, Bighart and Palmer were responsible for uncovering crucial details to the murders of the Osage. Although they were killed, their efforts and bravery remain a crucial part to bringing the reign of terror to an end. Then we have Gustiani from 1453. Uh, Gustiani was the brilliant Italian strategist and valiant officer who emerges the the guardian uh, as a co-guardian for Constantinople during the epic struggle against the Ottoman forces. His unwavering commitment and strategic prowess played a pivotal role in fortifying the city's defenses, standing by the side of Constantine the 11th and facing the impending danger. Uh, And our next nominee, Joseph Farber, the escape artist, uh, Farber was a courageous Jewish doctor who played a pivotal role in the life-altering saga of Walter Rosenberg, confronting the ominous uh, typhus, which he had come, uh, succumbed to. Uh, Farber's uncovering bravery and medical expertise um, helped uh, Walter obviously survive. And obviously, we know Walter became a huge hero in the grand aspects of uh, the Holocaust, so without his efforts. Uh, and then our final nominee was... Uh, Pottinger and Christie from The Great Game. Pottinger and Christie were integral parts of the British push of influence into Central Asia. Both were essential in advancement of geography at the time and were pioneers to mapping the region. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for, the winner. And the winner is Gustiani, 1453. Check Kevin hyped up. That is the second win of the night for 1453. Uh, cleaning up the awards somehow. <laughs> I mean, the first uh-huh. one was a Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> Three out of four nominees got it. <laughs> it's a winner for yeah, all. So, congratulations yeah. to Gustiani. Uh, I think uh, it's well deserved that he was the thing holding up Constantinople at the time. So, held the wall for a while. Congratulations to him. All right, Kevin, who's next? And with that, Tyler, why don't you uh, do us the honors of presenting the competition champions? I bet they're some nice gentlemen. All right, if someone can handle the sound effects, uh, as I'll be reading off. So I'd appreciate uh, it. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right. Good evening. Competition is the backbone of the 20 Pages Book Club. This year, we had people storm out of snake drafts, a much-needed geography lesson, and memes that left people laughing out of their chairs. And don't forget, a Pictionary merchant emerged. Without further ado, the champion of the 20 Pages Book Club competition, 
it is Jared and Kevin with 10 wins on the year. So congrats to them. I think, I think uh, a great effort by both of you. Kevin obviously competed in the least amount of competitions out of us more, but. Um, speech, speech, speech. Oh, all right. If you guys really want. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks guys for helping me prove my drawing. Yes. Some are, some are calling you a Scriblio merchant. Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. I did, I did. I can play my schedule. That's all I can <laughs> I was out in Scriblio at well, least once a book. And they I left the FSU game. out of the playoffs. So they just played their schedule. Yeah, well. We need a committee. People are asking if the schedule will get a lot harder <laughs> next year. I hope trivia is not on there. <laughs> Respect. Jared, any thoughts on your on your competition wins this year? Um, No, I think my bread and butter was uh, – was the meme competitions. Other than that, I, I pretty much sucked in every other category. So I think I'm surprised you didn't call me a, a meme merchant because that seems to be my my go-to. But uh, yeah, thankful to the Academy for nominating me. And uh, and th yeah. thanks, guys. It's unfortunate Brazil didn't even... Uh, I don't even think he mentioned that Christian and himself were nominated. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> if they got nominated at all. <laughs> Maybe not. That is the first win of the night for Kevin and Jared as individuals. So congrats to them. I'd like to donate my win to the Endurance. Thought it was a great book. All right. And with that, we can move to the next category, the worst meme presented by yours truly. I wonder who wins this. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I refuse to go through all the nominations for this as there were a lot. And honestly, you could have probably put a majority of our memes into this, into this category because we started started making some pretty bad memes. But anyways, I will now present you with the winner of the meme competition, or the worst meme. <laughs> Sound guy? <laughs> Sound, Sound guy knows what's coming. Worst meme. Bill Browder fraud <laughs> meme. Congratulations. Who made that? Congratulations to Tyler. <laughs> I knew it. So I didn't form that immediately. I am currently looking at the form. It got 20 points, meaning everyone voted in first place. First unanimous decision of the night. <laughs> it is the first unanimous decision of the night. I probably do you have it do you have it displaying for the audience or am I gonna post that in? in... I, you're gonna have to post it. I actually I recommend not displaying it for the audience just to save them from <laughs> from the cruel punishment. It is my first win of the night. Uh, very proud to take home an award. That's smart, smart. You made that on purpose so you <laughs> and, could win an award. I just wanted to go home with an award. So, uh, congratulations, Tyler. Um, there were some other great nominations when when I was reading through this early this morning. I came across the the Monkey City Aliens one, and my brain wasn't fully working, and I had no idea what I was trying to read on that meme. <laughs> was that one? Was that mine? I, I don't know. Jared. I think it was yeah. Jared. Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was a bad one. I can look who was second. Uh, I was. It, no, it was the Pawn Stars got second. The Pawn Stars lost city. Oh, that was me. <laughs> that one was honestly. That one was so bad. It was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the the uh, the next nomination fittingly is meme of the year presented by Christian. Okay. Uh, this is the one award where i wrote i don't know just wing this one i think much like kevin there are a uh 
an enormous amount of nominations, so I won't try to detail them all. I will say that we started off hot with memes, and I think we uh, started to trail off as the year went on, and we had to kind of clean up our act a little bit. Um, but nonetheless, some really solid memes this year. Uh, some of my favorites, uh, the one that started it all, Hey Sorely, it's Shackleton, uh, will forever live in memory. Uh, and then uh, Agatha Christie, it power, LOL, as a tweet. So, without further ado, the winner of best meme. <laughs> sound guys, so sleep over here. <laughs> sound guys, sound guys, uh, figured it out. Double, double, double. us <laughs> on Zon Five, Jared Rocket. Oh, Jared, second win tonight. Wow. Oh, I'm uh, I'm honestly kind of shocked. I did not expect that meme to win. Uh, personally, I think I voted for uh, Hey Sorely, since of its influence throughout the remainder of the of the awards. I will have to say, Kevin, that was a great meme. But I think there was a ton of uh, ton of good competition this year, uh, and I'm excited to see where meme goes in the future. I think uh, we're on to bigger and better things. I had a hard time ranking the memes. There were just so many, and I just. I think I put the tortoise one like really high just because I saw it first. <laughs> so I could have skewed this. <laughs> well, next year maybe we'll have an audience to help us decide which one's the winner. So uh, it won't have to be just us four. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for uh, the award and the, and the, and the pagey. I make sure the tortoise gets it. You have a uh, comment, Tyler, or. No, I'm I'm trying to look through the results. I think we're all clear. I think that one that's what the formula is correct. It's 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 a close second with uh um second place was actually what LIDAR really does by Kevin with forty five. Okay. That was a good one. Uh Zon five had forty six. Wow. Close race. Hey Sporley with forty two. So close rank. Okay. But uh where was where was Monkey City Resident? Just out of curiosity. Monkey City Resident at 37, so not too far behind. Okay. What was the worst out of the best? Uh, Turkey Thanksgiving by Christian with only eight. Yeah. I'll take it. Is that a pagey? <laughs> no, it's not. Nomination. Nomination. Okay. Put it on your resume. Okay. Okay. Yeah, someone's in your interview. What is a what was your pagey award? Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. Let me pull it up. Pulls out his phone. Pulls out the speech. <laughs> all right, what's uh, next? All right, with that, the next award is Most Depressing Life oh. by Tyler. Well, honored to be back. Um, <clears throat> Sometimes we're introduced to a character or set of characters that live such sad lives that we're tempted to not meme them, almost. This year, especially, we met some characters that stood out among the rest. Here are the nominees. George Sofrentes, 1453. A famous simp for Constantine wrote an entire novel about how much his life sucked. The Japanese soldier at Okinawa with the old breed. Pure cannon fodder. William Warcroft, the great game. His life work was ignored. Despite his warnings, Russians ended up taking the region, died in a random location in the mountains. And Theodore Mord, the lost city of the monkey god, claimed he found the city, killed himself, and was uncovered as a fraud. The winner of the 20 Pages podcast 
book club for most depressing life was the Japanese soldier at Okinawa. <laughs> Congrats to the Japanese soldier. <laughs> I love how it can be any Japanese soldier. <laughs> Just a Japanese soldier. Uh, congrats to them. That is the uh, first win of the night for with the old breed. Uh, so I think that uh, I think that uh, that pretty much summarizes the fact that the war in the Pacific was awful, and we don't wish that upon anybody. Uh, just how depressing being in that sounded. But uh, congratulations for uh, with the old breed for its first win. Uh, correct. It it barely won. It barely won. Only had one point more than George Sofrentis from fourteen fifty three. That would have been the third of the night for George, for fourteen fifty three. Tyler keeping stats on his own books, <laughs> casually in the background. I'm keeping stats on everything. And with that, the next award is worst ending by Jared, presented by Jared. Now for the award that left us all with blue balls and a lot more to be desired. Here are the nominees for the Worst Ending Award. The Lost City of the Monkey God. What started as an intriguing adventure and discovery of a lost city quickly turned into a POV of someone with white leprosy. Although interesting for 10 pages, this act approved to derail our scores and the initial fascination of the story. The Escape Artist. What started as an epic tale of survival and adventure on a remarkable life hero of on the remarkable life of a hero, Rudolf Verba, the escape artist, looked promising to be one, if not to be one of, if not the highest scoring book of the year. Things soured, though, at the end of the book when it turned into a smear campaign, talking about a guy who had PTSD and shocker, someone coming surviving the Holocaust might have PTSD and have trouble assimilating back into life. Uh, the next nominee, The Great Game. The Great Game details events from the fight over Central Asia between the Russians and the British. Although there were many climaxes throughout, the hype and buildup uh, by Hopkirk fizzled out to no fault of his, his own, but due to the fact that history wasn't all that interesting. Uh, and finally, The Last Rhinos. Lawrence's, Lawrence Anthony's last memoir has a compelling story about the fight for conservation and the world's last northern white rhinos. What starts as a compelling story turns into a more of a day of the life and Anthony's desire to make out with one of his elephants. At the end of the day, it was a memoir <laughs> That may once have cut. That may have been cut short by Lawrence passing soon after. And with that, the award for the worst ending goes to. The escape artist. Uh, well deserved. I mean, I. That's, yeah. A, a book. A book that, that was easily sense. gonna be a nine. Ended up, you know, derailing. I will say it, it did hold pretty strong with me and Christian's scores. I will say that it's still in the eights for us, but it could have been easily the best book we read this year yeah. if it if it just didn't screw up the last fifty pages. So, Kevin, I yeah, wish it, I wish it, I could describe this it, to you. It was a long account of his post life after Auschwitz too. It was like almost the second half of the book that we had to sit through. It was it was the last third we had to sit through. And listed all that bullshit about Rudolph, our hero. Yeah, all I can say is just imagine reading the most compelling story about escaping from a concentration camp that you've ever heard in your life, and you're the whole time you're on edge, and then the last ninety pages of the book are just talking about his PTSD and how he used to abuse his wife and his kids. 
frustrating. Frustrating. Uh, he, was, so. he was not a great father. Who who would have guessed? He was disconnected personal personally from people. That was yeah. Uh they they did him dirty. Uh I don't know. Well, congrats to him. Uh the next category is best ending presented by Tyler. Wow. I just want I will add uh on that one that is the uh first win or second win for the escape artist of the night, so tied with fourteen fifty-three uh on the award. Obviously we're counting bad and good awards towards your list, so I don't know how to really think that. Uh but anyways. A win's a win. A win's a win. Pages of pagey. Pages of pages. All right. Uh best ending. Occasionally, a book can transcend the words written on the page and can make us express deep emotions that leave a long-lasting impact on our lives. As people say, the ending is the emotional weight of the entire book, and this year we encountered endings that brought a a tear to our eyes, inspired us with hope, and left us dwelling on the contents. The nominees for this year's best ending are Red Notice, Killers of the Flower Moon, My bad. (laughs) <laughs> Cinderella Man and with the old breed and the winner of the best ending is Red Notice Red Notice is one that's on me I got a little trigger happy that is the first win uh, of the night for Red Notice well deserved surprising yeah. it's first win our book of the year hasn't got a hasn't got a win yet, but yeah, congratulations to Red Notice and Bill Browder. Yeah, not much to say uh, on that one. It's just good, you know. It's a good. It's it's our second highest book for a reason. Uh, yeah. If you haven't read it, go ahead and I don't know what you're waiting for. All right, and uh, with that, the next <laughs> word is the worst chapter presented by Jared. All right, let's face it. Even some of the most captivating books that we read this year can sometimes have a chapter that makes us question the author's choices. Here are some of the nominees for the worst chapter of the year. Our most ancient companion, Rocketman. This two-page throwaway talks about the dark side of the moon during the buildup of the one, one of the main climaxes of the book, a truly pointless chapter in the grand scheme of things of the story. Captain Burnaby's Ride to Kiva, The Great Game. This 30-page snooze fest provided no detail and and development to the main story, a side quest that had nothing to do with the grand scheme of things. This was the chapter that pushed Christian to his breaking point. (laughs) The next nominee, A New Nation, A New England, The Escape Artist. This chapter ruined the prospects of our first potential book to score in the eights. Freeland decides to shift on his telling of this this epic story on Verba and how he saved countless lives on his daring escape but instead decides to talk about his struggles with PTSD and family life. And then finally, chapter 13, The Last Rhinos. Lawrence's obsession with the elephants finally hits a breaking point with this one too. Too much elephant shit for a book that's supposed to be about rhinos. I understand he's a conservationist, but the book about rhinos should have not, not have equally as many chapters on elephants. And with that, the winner. So we actually have a tie. Whoa. Um, we have two winners. Uh, so the first winner is our most ancient companion, Rocket Men, and the other one being Chapter 13, The Last Rhinos. Ah, it's pumping. <laughs> I think both well-deserving. Pretty much every every nominee was deserving of being on the I'll list. Let, 
I thought for sure Captain Burnaby's ride to Kiva was going to win based on Christian and Kevin's hatred of the book. I like don't. I actually don't remember it. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my my hatred for the elephants in the last driver has kind of surpassed uh, Mr. Burnaby's trip to <laughs> trip to Kiva. Christian now hates elephants. Uh, since Christian touched on the one, I'll touch on the other uh, winner. Uh, it's it's interesting to write a chapter about something that isn't even real. Uh, famously, the moot, not real. And with that, the uh, the next award is the Pour One Out Award, also presented by Jerry. This is a good award. This is a good award. So this is, yeah, we're starting to get into the bread and butter awards here. Um, so I'll, I'll just get started. Uh, so I'd like to ask for a moment of silence to let us pause and remember uh, those who have left a mark on us in 2023. A moment of silence. All right. Tonight, we present the nominees for the Porn Out Award, a heartfelt tribute to the legends who have, who have departed this world. The first nominee, Bruce Heineke, The Lost City of the Monkey God. This legendary Honduran Jason Bourne uh, was uh, a crucial part to the expedition for the Lost City um, and was uh, lost soon after the book was published. Uh, a truly a legend. The next nominee, Michael Sinclair, Prisoners of the Castle. One man who truly did not give up uh, during his countless escape attempts. Uh, those who might remember, he died after getting shot in the heart on his, uh, on his last attempt. Uh, I'd like to pour one on just respect for the hustle that he that he gave. Uh, the next nominee, Sergei Maganetsky, Red Notice. Uh, he was uh, the famous tax lawyer for Bill Browder. Um, he held the line back in Moscow as things got hairy, um, and he was eventually put into a, a Russian jail where he survived Putin's wrath and, and was a warrior all the way through the end. Uh, he, is, he believed in justice and doing the right thing. Uh, the next nominee, Frankie Campbell, Cinderella Man. Uh, this man uh, courageously died in the rink uh, through a, a nasty left hook by uh, Max Bauer. Uh, one man uh, trip to destiny to the top. And then lastly, uh, Lawrence Anthony, The Last Rhinos, uh, the famous conservationist. Uh, and we read, obviously, his last memoir. And with that, I'd like to present the winner. And the winner is Bruce Heineke, the Lost City of the Monkey God. Wow, Bruce! I thought I thought Sergey was going to win it. I think I it was a. I think, like I said, we uh, we all we all pouring out to these God. We all pouring out to these uh, these lads that lost their life. Um, I don't think I don't think it would be justice to to not at least appreciate them all. Uh, as a result, I have shared uh, a meme that I created for these gentlemen. I will uh, share it in the chat, in the book club chat for those. Uh, maybe Tyler can just throw it on the screen or I can put it in post. post. Can I have it be a post? Um, <clears throat> let me do that really quick. But just to congratulate, just put it in. Uh, we will continue to add to this um, as we as we continue on. Uh, but he is now joined now joined Harambe and uh, yeah, congratulations to Bruce Heineke, the first true uh, true nominee. Uh, some people are asking, do we name the award after Bruce 
and in future pages people are asking we had a, the bruce uh, heineke four one out award yeah, for next year yeah. just just so i i did i did i looked at the numbers uh it was a very close race uh bruce had 19 sergey had 17 and the next closest had nine so uh definitely a two-man race uh two legends of the game truthfully let that be known uh, that is the second win of the night uh, for the Lost City of the Monkey God, tying it with Rocket Men in 1453. The Escape Art is still on top with three wins on the night. For those of you keeping track at home. Yes. Uh, and with that, the next award is the most underrated book of the year, presented by Christian. Well, okay. I actually have something prepared for this. <clears throat> We've had a few undisputed great books this year. Killers of the Flower Moon and Red Notice are two that come to mind. We've also had a couple of undisputed not great books this year, The Last Rhinos, and then there were none. Amidst the undisputed highs and lows, opinions are destined to vary. The nominees for most underrated book of the year are those which scores most fluctuate. We have The Great Game, an absolute grind of a book, which I never finished, and which outlines the rivalry between Great Britain and Russia in Central Asia during the 19th century. 1453 which could be fantasy or real life and outlines the fall of Constantinople to the hands of the Ottomans. Cinderella Man, a story of James J. Braddock and the greatest comeback in boxing history and also the death of Frankie Campbell. The Escape Artist, Rudolf Verba's miraculous escape from Auschwitz, a book which probably only makes this list because of its horrendous ending, actually uh, won the worst ending. Uh, the Lost City of the Monkey God, LIDAR, and I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot what lost civilization they were looking for. And last, but to me, definitely not least, Endurance, the book that started it all about Ernest Shackleton and the crew's undeniable will to survive in the Antarctic after a failed expedition. <clears throat> so with all that being said, uh, the winner of most underrated book of the year is Endurance. Congrats to our first book, uh, cleaning up at the end. I think that's well like deserved. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's well deserved. It's the first book we read, so it was hard for for me to gauge. I hadn't read a book in a couple of years, to be honest. And <laughs> so at the time, I think I, I think I took a lot of that for granted. And after reading some books of the likes of The Great Game, or uh, and then there were none. You start to, you start to appreciate the endurance a little more. So I'm glad it won that award. I, yeah, I think... agree with everything you just said, Kevin. I feel the same way. I didn't really know what to expect after that first book, and then some, uh, some other books verified my thoughts on the endurance. Great story. If you haven't read it, Ernest Shackleton, truly a leader, big leader. And that's why we read. That's why we read. That's why we read. And with that, the next category, and moving on from the most underrated book, we'll go to the flat-out worst book presented by myself. And for this category, technically every book could have been nominated, but the ones that come to mind are, specifically for me, The Great Game, uh, The Lost City of the Monkey God, 1453, and then there were none, and The Last Rhinos. What's interesting about these is there was a lot of uh, variability in the group, and some people liked some books, some didn't like others, so it also comes down a lot when you're reading nonfiction a lot to what the group is interested in. 
but there was one book overall that we all agreed was not as interesting as the others. And with that being said, the winner of the worst book nomination is The Last Rhino with a score of 6.25. Wow, congrats to The Last Rhino. That is The Last Rhino's second win of the night. Uh, can be first, might as well be last. That is obviously uh, can't. Last Rhino has The Last Rhino has more pages than uh, Northern White Rhinos. Interesting. Great stat. Great stat. Uh, uh, like like we said though, uh, this book is scored very highly on Goodreads. So as along with all the other books we've read this year, so you're just getting the opinion of four idiots that like to read as a hobby. So take it with a grain of salt on our rankings. Um, and if this is something that interests you or any of the books on our list, I'm sure you'll enjoy them. So thank you, Kevin. To be fair, and then there were none was only 0.03 higher, and uh, fourteen fifty three was only 0. 0.05 higher. So those bottom three were all Tight pretty race. close together. So someone had to lose, and it was the last Rhino that ended up crawling out of that one, still standing and winning the pagey. And it, I don't know how the great game wasn't on there. Sorry, I think me, me and Tyler's uh, scores uh, created a life a life raft for for the great game to. To hold above the others. Two of us kind of liked it. Two of us hated it. That's how it goes. And with that, completely forgot I was still saying who was doing what award. The next award is Book of the Year by Christian. So the exact opposite. Uh, <clears throat> I think everyone already knows this one. So I really was not sure how to introduce this. But uh, we already know the winner. In fact... I think we all had a gut feeling before we even started the book and it lived up to the hype. A true story that read like nonfiction because it was nearly unbelievable that an entire community could treat those living around them in the fashion that they did. And they did it through the machine that was built on the legislation of the U.S. government. Adapted into a movie directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Leo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone. David Grant's book, Killers of the Flower Moon, outlines the systematic murders of the oil-rich Osage in 1920s Oklahoma, while detailing the birth of the United States FBI. So without further ado, the winner of Book of the Year. (laughs) Killers of the Flower Moon. (laughs) Wow. Start to finish, that book was interesting. I think it's a very well-deserved war. I mean, never lets up. Uh, you know, I was fascinated throughout. So I'm happy. That was, to me, that's the best book we read. I thought I was just engaged the entire time. I agree. Great book. Couldn't put down. We'll see if it's at the top at the end of 2024. I'll be interested to see. Who's will, we get a, will we get Ice a full? Breaker? Will we get an average out to, in the nines? That'll That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, now, thank you. This leads up to the final award. Kevin, lead us in. And to end the night, Christian will reveal the nominees and the winner of the Motor Moron of the Year. Okay, I'm excited for this one. A tarp, a senile varsity baseball coach, a clueless and questionably Puerto Rican freshman. That is how the Motor Moron was born. 
What started as an inside joke has carried into 20 pages to describe an individual who expresses a unique aptitude for incompetence. They are unrivaled in their ability to make mistakes, to leave stones unturned, to manage zero risk for themselves and those around them. Some of our nominees may be ones to take pride in this award. They derive some sort of high off of living life as the scum of the earth. Others might be completely ignorant to their actions. They would most likely deny their wrongdoings, wrongdoings <clears throat> and claim no blame for what they have done. Regardless, they are all motor morons in some capacity, no matter the winner or the loser. And that might be true for all of us. The motor moron is not a point in space, but instead a spectrum, with all of us having some with all of us having some propensity for idiocy in some topic or another. Without further ado, the following are the nominees for Motor Moron of the Year. Elfenstone, a great game, known for being fooled by Akbar Khan of Afghanistan, trusting him four times over while the British residing in Afghanistan were methodically slaughtered under his command. Elfenstone eventually fell victim to his own incompetence. Lieutenant Mack, with the old breed, a man who probably belonged as a resident in an insane asylum than a lieutenant in World War II. He holds commendation for shooting at innocent animals, mutilating je dead Japanese, pissing in the fallen victims' mouths, detonating grenades as impractical jokes, and displaying none of his proclivity for insanity in battle. Orderly's Endurance I have nothing to say here because Orderly's actually did nothing to contribute to the crew's survival <laughs> and still and still complained about doing nothing. He reminds me of Brandon doing chores around the apartment or me in 20 pages. The entire population, uh, the entire English population in prison, prisoners of the castle. Uh, I actually posed a question for this one. Did they even tally up one successful escape from Colditz? Italian guy at the gate, 1453. Constantinople was nearly unbreachable if it were not for one unnamed motor moron. The Italian guy at the gate is known for leaving the circus gate unlocked after a raid against the Ottomans, allowing the Turks to breach the city and post their banners on the walls. And finally, Antonio Rizzo in 1453. Defying Mehmet on the Black Sea, Antonio Rizzo purposely blew past the toll that the Ottomans had established for merchant ships. He met his demise with a stake up the anus. After all that, our winner, our motor moron of the year. Elfenstone, the great game. Wow. Fool me once, shame on you. If if you ask me what makes the great game sort of entertaining to me, it's it's the the like three or four chapters with Elfenstone, because he's so stupid, it's almost hilarious. <laughs> We might I have to name. We to... might have to name it after him because it's it's that bad. I had to go back and reread the the summaries to understand what made him a motor moron. And within one paragraph, Tyler had written the four times that Akbar Khan had played him. I mean, I, I looking at the results, it was pretty much a runaway. Elvinstone was voted number one by every person in this call, so. Uh, another unanimous uh, poll, and that will be the great game's second win of the night. Uh, just a good send-off, and we'll definitely name the award after him. Actually, it's his first win of the night. Uh, 
So coming out big at the end of the night, the escape artists with three wins on the night. So uh, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh, All count the same for the awards show. So. Yeah. And uh, with that, that's the end of the pages. We wanted to spend this last uh, sentiment uh, to say thanks to all the listeners. Um, Even though there might be only a few of you, uh, we really do appreciate all uh, everyone that's kind of inter- interacts and has uh, watched along this past year. Um, thanks for bearing with us. I know we're idiots and we probably don't make a lot of sense. And the quality might not be as good, but um, something that we really do like doing uh, as a friend group. And we're excited to see where it goes in the future. So looking forward to 2024, a year full of 13 books, maybe, uh, possibly more, possibly less, and some hopefully some good ones and some good memories. So. Thank you guys. Uh, This was the 2023 Pages.